Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Misunderstandings about flu vaccines have existed for decades, leading to vaccine mistrust and lower-than-ideal vaccination rates. Now that a coronavirus vaccine appears to be close, experts are concerned that the lack of trust and understanding about flu vaccines could translate into lower-than-optimal coronavirus vaccination rates. Recent surveys suggest that many Americans would not get vaccinated for COVID-19. A Pew Research Center study released in September reported that nearly half, definitely or probably, would not. The persistence of anti-vaccine sentiment, partly based on mistrust of vaccine ingredients, is likely contributing to this hesitancy. The lack of trust is especially upsetting to public health officials, doctors, and other scientists. The issue is not just troubling, but also frustrating, because a major reason for vaccine reluctance sprang from a debunked, retracted, and outright false article. Even though the study that that article reported on was discredited a decade ago, undoing the damage has been difficult. The whole situation showed how easy it is to disseminate incorrect information, particularly over the internet. The authors of today's episode are drug information pharmacists, and as such, they wanted to review the ingredients that have caused so much controversy, and to remind you that this is a great time to get your flu vaccine. As coronavirus cases soar, threatening not only lives, but the ability of hospitals to care for them, getting a flu vaccine is a crucial part of self-care and health care. So let's start with the basics. The flu vaccine is different every year. That's because there are different types of viruses and strains of each virus. The flu vaccine is different every year, and that's because there are different types of viruses and strains of each virus. The contents of the vaccine depend on the kind of flu that has been circulating in any given year. The FDA Vaccines and Related Biological Products Advisory Committee determines a vaccine for the coming flu season using the best scientific evidence at hand to determine which virus strains should be included. To mass-produce the flu vaccine, a large amount of virus needs to be replicated. Vaccine manufacturers do this in chicken eggs or in animal cell lines from which the virus can then be harvested. The final product may contain trace amounts of egg protein. Even individuals with egg allergies can usually receive these vaccines. However, for those with severe allergy to egg proteins, flu vaccines that don't contain egg protein are available. The finished flu vaccines carry a killed or dead version of the virus. In turn, your body mounts an immune response, but the vaccine cannot cause the flu because the virus is killed. One flu vaccine administered as a nasal spray called flu mist does contain a weakened form of the live virus. In healthy people, this won't cause the flu, but it can cause runny or stuffy nose, headache, and sore throat. The live, weakened flu vaccine should not be used if you have a weakened immune system or are caring for someone with a compromised immune system. Chemical agents are used to inactivate the virus, but the amount of any inactivating agent in the finished flu vaccine is negligible. One common agent used is formaldehyde, but don't worry. Higher levels of formaldehyde are naturally found in fruits. An average apple contains 600 times more formaldehyde than is found in a dose of flu vaccine. Vaccines also must be stabilized to help maintain the effectiveness of the vaccine in case it's exposed to heat, light, or moisture, 
or if it experiences changes in acidity. Vaccine makers use stabilizers such as sucrose, sorbitol, gelatin, and monosodium glutamate, or MSG. All of these are food ingredients found in almost every kitchen. Sucrose and sorbitol are sugars, gelatin is derived from collagen, and used in jello and gummy bears. Monosodium glutamate adds flavor to many seasonings and dishes. And the amount of stabilizer found in flu vaccines is very small. The average person consumes much more of these ingredients per day through normal food consumption. For example, the amount of sugar and gelatin in a vaccine dose is far less than that found in a single gummy bear. And for those with gelatin allergies or who otherwise don't eat gelatin, a flu vaccine without it is easy to find. And then there are sometimes preservatives. Vaccines can get contaminated, and to prevent that, thimerosal is sometimes added to prevent bacterial or fungal contamination from using the same vial to deliver multiple doses. The discredited study that we mentioned earlier led many people to believe that thimerosal in vaccines can cause autism, but multiple studies that followed could not establish an association between thimerosal-containing vaccines and autism. Thimerosal does contain an organic derivative of mercury called ethylmercury, which is one of two types of the element to which people may be exposed. The body actually eliminates it more easily than the second type, called methylmercury, which is the type found in contaminated fish. It is true that high exposures to mercury can affect the central nervous system, but the amount of elemental mercury found in a vaccine dose is 25 micrograms, which equates to the amount in a three-ounce can of tuna fish. That said, because thimerosal is only found in multi-dose vials, it can easily be avoided by receiving a thimerosal-free single-dose flu vaccine. The flu vaccines may also contain added ingredients. One vaccine, called Fluad and Fluad quadrivalent, is approved to prevent seasonal influenza in adults age 65 and older. It contains an extra ingredient, or adjuvant, to boost the immune response. The adjuvant in this vaccine is MF-59, which is an oil and water emulsion of squalene oil. Squalene is found naturally in plants, animals, and the human body. The squalene in the flu vaccine, which is highly purified, is obtained from shark liver oil. Squalene from shark livers is also present in some cosmetics, over-the-counter medicines, and dietary health supplements. Each dose of vaccine contains about the amount of squalene found in four teaspoons of olive oil. No severe reactions associated with squalene in vaccines have been observed. Finally, antibiotics are often used in vaccine production to prevent bacterial contamination during manufacturing. In some cases, very small amounts may be in the finished vaccines. These antibiotics are not the ones commonly associated with severe allergic reactions, like penicillin, cephalosporins, and sulfa drugs. The trace amounts of antibiotics that vaccines do contain have not been clearly associated with severe allergic reactions. For those who have experienced an allergic reaction to one of these antibiotics, though, flu vaccines are available that do not contain them. So, different formulations of the flu vaccine can contain a variety of ingredients, but most are in extremely small quantities. They are unlikely to produce negative effects when administered as a single dose once a year. Unless a person has a history of a severe allergic reaction to an ingredient, most flu vaccines can be safely administered. Centuries ago, the so-called father of toxicology, Paracelsus, said, What is there that is not poison? All things are poison, and nothing is without poison. And it's true. 
Water is healthy for us in appropriate amounts, but too little or too much of it could potentially lead to death. It's the dose, as Paracelsus says, that determines whether or not something is dangerous. All of these centuries later, consider that sage advice when you think about taking the flu vaccine. Today's episode was produced by Tyler Klang, and it was written by Terry Levine, a professor of pharmacy, and Anne P. Kim, a clinical assistant professor, both at Washington State University. The article that this episode was based on was republished on HowStuffWorks.com from TheConversation.com under a Creative Commons license. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 